You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM and you are joined by myself, Lawson, my wonderful co-host, Denny. We have just had a really fantastic interview with John Beck and I just loved some of the clarifications he made that, hey, God's ways, God's truth is just above all things in culture. Whether, whether we're in the Middle East, whether we're in Europe, whether we're in Asia, or whether we're here in Australasia, here in Australia, or South America, or North America, whatever it may be, that, yeah, ultimately, God's truths and God's ways for doing things are just paramount. Well, he's the creator, Lawson. Mm. God, God created us in his image, according to his likeness, and so God knows what's best for humanity. Mm. And so... You know, there's different cultures that have accepted different aspects of God's plan and God's dealings mm-hmm. um, with them. However, the reality is that God is in the business of transforming culture. And all yes. culture is fallen. I don't care what culture that is, but all culture is fallen because we have all sinned and fallen short of mm-hmm. the glory of God, of, of God's character, of God's yeah. ideal. And so God is seeking to draw us nearer to him and, and his plans for us and his word is universal. Mm. His word, here, yesterday, today, and forever. And it speaks to all cultures in all seasons for one purpose, to save as many as are willing to be saved. I would. I really want to keep talking about this. We just need to do our quiz clue. Fantastic thoughts, Danny. Just give, me, give us one moment. We're going to give you guys a clue, and then we're going to talk about culture because I feel like this is so key, so important. It actually relates to our Bible study today. Uh, Our next quiz question here, who made it all grow in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 6? Hey, if you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669. Who made it grow? It's in the inverted commas there. Who made it grow in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 6? If you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669. And if you answer correctly, hey, we've got our draw coming up at 8.45 this morning. So guys... Be tuned in for that so that you can go into the draw to win Heroes of the Bible. You can hear whether you won the prize or not, but these are your last opportunities. Again, that question was, who made it grow in 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 6? Denny, we're Mm. talking about culture. Indeed. What is your cultural background? Well, my cultural background is from Eastern Europe. Ah, okay. My parents came from uh, Macedonia Uh to Australia. Wow. Uh, My mum was um, three months pregnant, and as I like to say, and you may have heard, I was conceived in Macedonia and dropped off in Melbourne. So that's my short history, my short bio. And so that's my my background, yeah, Eastern European. Ah, Orthodox, Orthodox faith is Mm. the faith that rules and reigns there Mm. in Macedonia, Mm. as would be the case in Greece. Yes. Uh, They've got Greek Orthodox, we've got Macedonian Orthodox, but it's, yeah, so so that's the culture. Oh, I I love that so much. I, um, I preached a sermon earlier this year, and whenever... Whenever I preach about my favorite, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible is Acts chapter 16. Of mm. course, Paul going to Philippi and mm-hmm. crossing the ocean there over to Macedonia. Yeah, that's the first uh, trip to Europe. That's the first right. missionary journey to the, Europe the with the gospel. The first people who were ready to accept the gospel mm. was none other than the Macedonians. And I had a few Macedonians sitting in the room as I was preaching that. Oh, and they were like, amen, amen. Yeah, that's right. We were the, we were the first ready, you know, like, 
And by the way, Alexander the Great was Macedonian, which is like, if you're in a crowd of people and you want to find out who's Macedonian, and just, who's talk, Greek? Do, yeah, just talk that. about Alexander the Great. Absolutely. <laughs> Throw that in the mix. That's awesome. So you've got this cultural background of Macedonia. And I think that that's a, a fantastic culture to, well, and, and it's intermingling with Greek culture as well that mm. would then become the standard for the Greek empire that would spread out and become the greatest empire of the known world in its time under Alexander the Great. And then, you know, divide into uh, the, you know, various, you know, the different regions of Greece, the Ptolemies, the Lysimachus, the Cassanders and and whatnot. Uh, it divides into those regions and then eventually becomes Roman. And then we come down then to the time of Jesus, where mm. that Greek culture has very much influenced Roman culture. And it's a, a Greco-Roman culture that we see right. existing in the time of Jesus, in the time of the apostles. And it is so interesting to see their response to it with a message that is so countercultural for the time. Mm. Uh, that is so, uh, you know, such a promotion of, of Jewish, kind of propagating Jewish ideals, um, which uh, when we say Jewish, I mean biblical biblical ideals into that space but again you know working through culture as well like there was the huge argument say in the book of romans and galatians and whatnot and in the book of acts as well regarding circumcision and how that aspect of jewish culture should is that a is that an aspect of jewish culture that transcends culture and is actually a theological reality that applies to everyone or is it not i think ultimately what we see in the bible we're going to be having a look at today in ephesians chapter 5 is that the aspects of morality that the aspects that transcend culture that is so key to hold on to is God's morality is God's truth and and is the way that we live our lives would you be able to read for us Denny from the book of Ephesians chapter 5 do you want to pick it up in verse 15 and read through to 17 for us sure says, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Mm. Oh, amazing. So we were unpacking this passage yesterday, what it looks like to walk circumspectly. What do you think that word, Denny? Circumspectly and walking circumspectly. Well, I've got a little I've got a little footnote here next to that word circumspectly and it defines that word as carefully mm-hmm. um or you know to to be to be mindful of how you're walking you mm-hmm. know to be to be very to be vigilant to be in tune with where you're walking what you're doing now that interesting word walking if you if you track that word all the way from Genesis all the way through scripture you discover that those who walk are those who obey, mm. those who follow. You've got you've got Enoch, you know, who's described mm-hmm. as he walked with God mm. and he was not because God took him. Noah walked with God. Mm. Abraham walked with God. So to walk with God or to walk circumspectly, you know, to walk in the ways of God is to live your life in harmony with the template that God has given to us in his word, in particular his law of love, the mm. Ten Commandments, which have been planted within the heart and the mind of each and every person in their conscience. Mm. These are the universal um, commandments that God has given to humanity, like I said, that has 
that ha- that he has implanted in each and every person's heart and mind. Yeah, absolutely. This need that we have for God, and and particularly in regards to these this passage that we're reading now, um, walking as God would walk, and it makes this point in verse sixteen. It says, "Redeeming the time because the days are evil." And Lyle and I were talking about how there is no way to get time back once it's lost, but the time that is, we know that. Each second that passes now in our future until Jesus comes, it very much has the potential to be evil because we live in an evil, sinful world. Mm. But we have the ability to make a decision today rather than to walk evilly, but actually redeem the time. Um, and to use that time for God and for His yeah. will and for well, His purposes. Well, Paul here is, is, is encouraging us to make the most of every opportunity yeah. to point people in the ways of the yes. kingdom of God. Yes. You know, and Jesus continually shared one theme and one theme, um, above all others. And that was the kingdom of heaven is like the kingdom of heaven is like. And Jesus sought to point his listeners to the principles that govern his kingdom, which are filled with joy, peace and happiness for those who want to inhabit his mm-hmm. kingdom. And so that's, that's what Paul here is saying. Focus on redeeming the time. Make the most of all opportunities that you have in order to point people away from this wicked world to, to the world of wisdom. Mm. where God rules and reigns and where there is happiness, joy, and peace. Absolutely. And so then after this thought, it's like, hey, you have the ability to do this. We come then to verse 17 and reading through to verse 20. Well, actually, I might. I want to do this. Mm, do we want to go one at a time or read the whole passage and, to you, and go back to you, through it? brother. You know what? Do, do it all now and then we'll, we'll go back through it. So okay. pick it up from verse 17 okay. and read through to verse 20. Sure. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. Yeah, and then finishing off there uh, in verse 21, it says, Submitting to one another in the fear of God. This is a powerful passage, and particularly speaking to what we've been talking about in culture, and especially Australian culture, when it says here, it says, Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what is the will of the Lord. It's like, okay, when we understand what the will of the Lord is, we won't be unwise. And then it starts to make some practical application here. And do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. I myself, as you said, your cultural background is Eastern European. You are Conceived in Macedonia, dropped off in Melbourne. Correct. That is just so, that's so awesome. M&M from Macedonia to Melbourne. (laughs) That is so good. (laughs) My cultural background is Australian. Like, I'm about as Australian as it gets. Like, so my... With a name like Lawson, I mean, what else would you expect? Exactly, dude. And it's funny the way that, uh, yeah, most younger people don't really pick up on any cultural significance of the name Lawson, but every time they're like, the for, you know, some of the older generation, they're like, oh, like Henry Lawson. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Like, exactly. That's In my case, it's, it's usually last name. In my case, it's a first name. But my father, he's... 
background is like the convicts, like straight out of England. My last name, Walters, is the English version of a German name, which started to come into prevalence around the 1600s when, mm. where, you know, just, you know, German people were immigrating to England and then last names were changing. And then a Walters way, 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 way back was put on a ship and sent here for stealing bread or something. I don't know. It, I don't really know what the, the crime so was. So you haven't traced your, uh, not, your convict not heritage. super in-depth, but I, I know that, yeah, I come from a background of convicts. On my mum's side, my mum's a Fitzpatrick. Wow. So she's an Irish and that they're like the first immigrants to come over here in Australia. Wow. So my background is like as Australian as it gets. Convicts on one side, the first immigrants on the other side. Wow. Like that is my culture. And how that's then reflected in this day and age. Like, and if I look at, you know, just the, cause I come from a non spiritual, non religious Australian secular background, mm. you know, and how that's reflected in, you know, what is modern culture for the average Australian non religious. I can tell you what it person. is it's beer, barbecues, and beaches. The, and, and the NRL. And like, that's that, <laughs> that description. NRL, that is my AFL, family. Like, that, cricket. that is my, it's, it's sport. It's, especially we grew up here in Lake McCoy. My dad grew up in Lake Macquarie. It is, you said beaches here. It's the lake. Yeah. It is being on the lake. Like dad tells me all these stories being four or five years Barbecues. old. Barbecues. Going out fishing with his brothers, going up to seal rocks and whatnot. And, and, and there is just, there is this, even though it's quite a modern culture, there is a real Australian, Anglo-Saxon Australian culture that exists. And that's very, especially in this area. And that's like, that's my background. Mm. And it's, and it's Mount Panorama, it's Bathurst, it's drinking, it's this, that, and the other. That's what the cultural background is. And I had this experience when myself becoming a Christian and I had at the time, I became a Christian when I was 18 leading up to that point. Um, and I've shared my story here on Faith FM before about, you know, some of the things I was struggling with and going through, but a huge aspect of my life before becoming a Christian was that of consuming alcohol. And this is mm. something we've talked about on the show before in our opinions as to whether consuming alcohol is, is right or wrong as like a biblical standard. But the, the point I want to make this morning is that it was very much a part of my culture. It was a part of my family's culture and the wider culture of my people at large is that, you know, the bond that comes from going to the pub together and drinking together and getting drunk and the kind of initiation rite of drinking, you know, at the age of, say, 16 or whatever it may be. You have your 16th birthday and, and that's when you have drinks. And, and even though, you know, you're not technically legal, it's not legal, but that's just the way that the culture kind of pans out. Like th- these cultural aspects I was very much delving into. But I had this experience with the Lord. I had an experience where I could see that God was real and he was true. And I had a decision to make in my life, um, whether to keep participating in that aspect of my life. I could see it was having terrible effects on my life. Mm. And one of the biggest arguments that I had against it when I first encountered it, because I was like, I don't know if I should go down this road. I don't know if I should go down this direction. It's like, oh, but that's what my family does. Like that's, that's what my, my, you know, the, that's what we're about. That's just what we do. We drink like that's, that's who we are. Uh, that, that's what we participated in and not just my immediately family, but the rest my, my, on my dad's side, he has 10 brothers and sisters 
And so we have big family reunions, and and that's wow. just the vibe. That's Ten just brothers and sisters. That, that's, that's just the huge. the way of the the yeah. way that it, it is. is. And it it's is. like you come together, and you all drink, and you all spend alcohol time. is very much part of it, our culture. Like breathing is part of life, literally. Um, but I had a decision to make, and I ultimately made the decision to stop drinking, which at various times has rubbed some of my family members and some of my uh, you know my uh, my extended family. It's been an or sometimes an awkward situation, you know, I'll be at some family gathering, it'll be Christmas or it'll be, uh, you know, something like that. And I've been there and the offer's been made to be, oh, Lawson, you're here, have one of these. It's, uh, you know, try to pass me a beer or something. And I'm like, oh, no, I I don't drink. You know, is there is there water? Is there something like this? And just the perplexness, you know, the perplexity that washes upon their face, like, you don't drink? Like, what do you, what do you mean? What are you talking about? And often, you know, it's made me feel like a little bit of an outsider in those situations with my family. It's, it's given me struggles to be able to relate to them because it's, it, it creates a little bit of a barrier. Like, oh, Lawson, you're not doing this. But I can just honestly say it's, I follow God's counsel in that regard of my life. I let God's counsels, counsel to, as we read here, don't be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the spirit. I let God's counsel circumvent my mm. culture because God's, what God's ways, as John Beck was sharing, is so much better than our mm. ways. And at 18, I made my decision to stop drinking. And as a result, like I have never been better. It's like one of the best decisions that I have ever made mm. in my life. And since then as well, yeah, it caused some, some awkwardness and some issues with my family initially. But now my family actually really respect me for it and love me for it. And I have conversations with them and, and this topic comes up and they, they ask me questions like, man, I think I should go sober or, or whatnot. And, and it's, it's a bit of a delicate space. So, you know, just, just let it ebb and flow and see what happens. But by living my life as a representative of Jesus and letting his word, um, you know, again, circumvent my mm. culture and circumvent things that, are not of his way. It's actually a witness and a good influence to mm. them. And I think as well, you know, since I made that decision, I've, I actually have a better relationship with my family. Like, mm. I think I have more capacity to love them. I have more capacity to care about them than before when I was drinking alcohol. And when we see here, you know, as Paul is writing in this book, it's like, you have so much opportunity to live, live in the ways of the world. To, to to just let the time run out, to be evil, to be unwise, like that is the direction of the world. But rather, adhere to Jesus' counsel, to not be unwise, understand what the will of the Lord is. And it gives this first piece of advice, don't be drunk, which is also, you know, very countercultural to the Ephesian church that he is writing to. If we think about, you know, the kind of activities mm. that they're participating in Ephesus and in, you know, the larger, well, Ephesus is more Middle Eastern Asian culture, but also influenced by the Greeks and their exploits there. And the Romans, obviously, who had occupied that land. And But then as he crosses the sea over to Philippi and then even up to Rome, you know, constantly advocating for stances that would be countercultural, but are of God. At the end of the day, um, this has been part of human you know, culture for, since the beginning of time. You yeah. know, you have Noah who unfortunately, you know, got yeah. drunk um, when things didn't go well and, and some of the things that took place after that. So mm. I think that people a lot of the times miss what the biggest point is, why God uh, discourages the drinking of alcohol mm. and, and almost 
you know, pretty much openly prohibits uh, mm-hmm. alcohol, and alcoholism is not seen in any positive light in Scripture at yeah. all, anywhere. Anyway, um, and that is because, apart from the physical, apart from the physical health and well-being issues mm-hmm. uh, that there are with alcohol, that everybody would agree with, but the greatest one is that. God wants to communicate to us through our minds. God doesn't mm. communicate the good news of the gospel through our toes or through our fingernails. <laughs> he communicates to us through our yeah. brains. And Absolutely. alcohol impacts the brain. So Satan is desperate to try yeah. and disconnect mm. that, mm-hmm. that, that clear uh, corridor of communication yep. between God and us to our minds. And so alcohol impacts the mind and, and it impacts our ability to understand. And we just read here, understand what the will of the Lord is. How are you going to understand what the will of the Lord is when you're intoxicated? That's right. When you have, um, you know, taken this brain that God has given you and you are now abusing its function and its ability to understand. And if ever there was a time for us to understand spiritual truth, Ooh. it's right now Ooh. at the end of time Ooh. as we're drawing to Correct. the end. Yeah. And there's no, and there's, and we should not be surprised that the harlot in Revelation is giving <laughs> wine, making yeah. all the nations drunk. I mean, hello. It's just like a no brainer. Stay away from it. Enjoy good, healthy grape it. juice. So you'll get all the good out of the grapes, which <laughs> scientists tell us is really good for you. But without and all that yeah. stuff, all, you'll get all the good stuff from pure, unfermented grape juice without the intoxicating side effects of alcohol mm-hmm. that are not only bad for your physical being, but bad for your connection with yeah. God. And we're talking about walking with God. How can you walk with God and discern His will and know His ways when you are not in the, in, in, in the influence that you need to be? If ever there was a time when we needed to be 110% connected with God yes. through our minds, it's yes. today. Yes. Have mercy. Yeah. And, and, and it says there, it says, it gives us the negative command. Do not be drunk with wine. But then it says, be but filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another in psalms and, and hymns and spiritual songs hey and it's got some more stuff we can it's do it's interesting that alcohol is called spirits <laughs> you know we, we we i mean it's like a, it's in your face which spirit are you going to go with you're going to yeah. go with the alcohol spirit or yeah. you're going to go with god's holy spirit god's holy spirit and doing the things then he's called us to do to exactly connect right. connect and relate with him and we're going to actually pick up on this and you can and praise him and it. give him thanks with a mind that is clear and in tune with him you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different and right now we are giving away our final question for the day we are getting into this question and you guys need to be listening up because if you don't then you'll miss out on your last opportunity to get in for the quiz which will be happening at around 8 45 this morning so guys here we go final question for the day why was King Nebuchadnezzar so angry at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? If you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669. If you text in the correct answer, you go into the draw to win Heroes of the Bible. Again, that question was, why was King Nebuchadnezzar so angry at Shadrach, 
Meshack and Abednego. 0491-064-669. That is the number to text, number to call. Hey, I got a text message here from Wayne. He asked us about uh, basically sending in a question about Orthodox Christianity and Constantine and his effect on, you know, throughout history and the, the direction that those churches have gone, particularly in regards to the Sabbath. Um, we are going to refer that over to question of the day. I've just been talking to producer Shell this morning. They will get to it quite soon well when they're back on air next week i believe well not next week yeah but so because shell's going to be away but when they get back the question well it's now kind of question of the day question of the week with with lyle southwell as a part of her um as a part of the segment there afternoons with shell on thursday afternoons that'll be coming back on once shell returns from the united states in a couple weeks so be listening out to that and we got a text here from alan which is just absolutely wild this is like so alan here he's from our area that we're in right now which is the newcastle area he says hey lawson my pop always said newcastle is a small place my sister-in-law is a walters as well with a german background uh, she, she's from, you know, a suburb here in Newcastle originally. My brother calls her German in joke, of course, which is so funny because, yeah, that's like all the, we have a bit of a Walters clan here. Uh, maybe I'm, I don't know if I'm related to this person. <laughs> maybe I am. Um, but then he just throws in a little shout out at the end there. Go the Scorps and the Knights. Cause it, sound, it turns out that Al and I both played for the same junior football Who club. Who are the Scorps? This, the Toronto Scorpions. Oh, have mercy. Oh, Dude, it's it is my football club when I was playing under eights uh, footy, which is so <laughs> funny. Uh, it's so awesome. And, oh man, the Knights have just been on a tear lately. But uh, sidetracks, you know, the Knights. We'll, we'll we'll put that up in a corner right now, and we'll talk about the Bible. Mm. We'll talk about we've been talking about culture. We've been talking about and Danny. I love what you've been sharing, particularly about yeah about alcohol and about why it is that God would want us to abstain from such a thing, and that is because it does just a number on our brains and it takes away our ability to be able to relate to God. Mm. And to enjoy the abundant life that Absolutely. Christ has provided for us. And I think, again, you know, I speak from the perspective of an Australian, as an Anglo-Saxon Australian and, you know, kind of sharing the the perspective of, oh, yeah, hey, like this is a big part of my family's culture and of the culture of, you know, my, my background and whatnot, yet it's something I don't participate in anymore because... It's not of God, and it's not the direction that God wants well, me God to go. God has shown you a better way. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think particularly if we look at it, at, like as if you look at Australia as a as a case study, well, in Anglo-Saxon culture, for those who are drinking alcohol and whatnot, the massive cause that it is of domestic violence and uh, accidents and accidents, all kinds of things. And and then as we we're talking about Aboriginal and culture as well. And, you know, Aboriginal society and the way that that community has just been drastically affected negatively by alcoholism. Uh, it's it's just it should speak to us volumes as to the mm. negative effects of this well, thing and well, how you, it's just not of God. You can clearly see that because you've got uh, Aboriginal dry communities as they That's refer right. to them where alcohol is prohibited and the community is is 
functioning in a very different way than they were before. That's right. And so it's flourishing and it's it's going really well and they are so adamant that they don't want alcohol brought back into their community mm. because they have seen the side effects of it. And so God knows what he's doing and so God only wants the best for us. You know, God's our heavenly father. He only wants the best for us and as he does, um, he, he provides for us, you know, the ultimate text message and message through his word. Absolutely. And so we have this, you could say the negative command of, hey, do not mm. be drunk with wine, but be filled with That's the, the positive spirit. Side. And That's it's like, right. hey, this is the, the go to, go and do this, be filled yeah. with the spirit. And then furthermore, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Dude, music is like one of the best things that God has given us. Well, it's like, huge. And just, it's, it's, it's celebrating in a heavenly way. It's, mm. it's heavenly praise. I mean, music is very much part of our culture, just like, you know, alcohol is <laughs> yeah, part of culture. Yeah, but right. music is very much part of every world culture, music mm. and expression, mm-hmm. because it really touches the heart, touches the emotions, touches the mind. It, you know, it's, it's such a blessing to be involved in music. And so God says, as as you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you will have a greater appreciation for who God is, our creator, mm. our savior, our sustainer, and you will want to worship and praise him. And the Bible tells us that yeah. the angels, the angels continually 24-7, day and night, do not cease to praise wow. and worship God. That's what it says in the book of Revelation. Because and it's so, so good. like It's, it's so it's amazing. So wonderful. And I mean, you think about music and especially young people. Mm. Uh, music is huge. Uh, it's, it's just enormous. It's, it's massive. The, the individuals who are the, the real influencers out there, they're by and large musicians, mm. um, especially in the realm of young people. And so music has an incredible power. God created music. Mm. And so as we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we're able to appreciate God and we're able to praise Him in a way that we would not otherwise if we were not filled with the Holy Spirit. And I feel as well like music, it just, man, there have been times I've been going through a hard time. I've been stressed and pressed and whatever it may be. And I get in my car and there are are a few different songs that just really touch my heart. There's there's particularly this one, it's called Let the Words by Eclipse 6. I put that song on in the car. And it just starts off and it's like, you know, let the words of my, my mouth give thee praise. You know, let my actions reflect you. Um, let the course of my life lead to mm. thee. These beautiful lines and, and it's into this beautiful melody. And I just, I just start tearing up. I'm like, man, I want to have this experience mm. with God. This is, this is who I want to be. Mm. And these people are just singing about it. Like, let my life be such. And it's like, yes, like it's so motivating. But also again, it just cuts to the, to the to my heart just mm. like this is who I want to be this is what I want to do this is what I want to be like and it's so the word there is so edifying mm. it is so edifying to my soul because I'm I'm like yes this is what I want my life to be. This is who I, this is the, the relationship that I want to have to, with Amen. God. And it's interesting that you're quoting, um, the language from this song that mm. is so meaningful. And mm. we know, we know from experience and yeah. obviously science that music enables us to memorize, mm-hmm. um, 
information in a way that nothing does. And so when you, when you, when you sing Psalms, when you sing scripture, scripture songs, you're, you're placing that scripture in your mind and in your heart. You are literally embedding it. And so you're able to memorize. The best way to memorize something is to sing it. Mm. And so the Hebrews, the Jews, when I was at the Western Wall there in Jerusalem, yeah. you know, they're, they're swaying. And I asked one, I said, why, why are you swaying and why are you speaking as you're swaying? And he said, I'm not, swe- I'm not, I'm not speaking, I'm singing the Torah. I'm mm. singing the Torah in order that I may be able to memorize it in order that I may be able to internalize it. Yeah. So we internalize the message of God through song. Yeah. It's so powerful. And you can and that's why the angels are praising God twenty four seven because yep. they've internalized the message of God's love through song. Absolutely. Huge, huge, huge. Huge. And then it finally says here, it says, giving thanks always for all things to God uh, the Father in the name seven. of our Lord Absolutely. Jesus Christ. Man, if you want to participate in an activity that will just cut through the, the sadness, the difficulty, mm. like the, the, the very real issues and problems that you're facing, Dude, being thankful every day. Praising God oh, is the only way to fly. Absolutely. Because he, it really, it changes your outlook on life. It changes, changes your, your anxiety, your depression, That's everything. Right. Everything. It's, it's the best antidote for feeling down. That's right. Praise so let's be and worship. For what he's done. You're listening to the Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Here on Faith FM, and we've come to the time where. We just there's there's no more questions to ask, Denny. There's there's nothing left to ask. All we do is spin the wheel and give someone the amazing prize of Heroes of the Bible. If you can drag that over to the screen for us, Shell, and then we will spin the wheel and we'll be able to see who is our winner for this week. We've got so many entries. You guys have been playing the quiz faithfully, but right now we are going to spin that wheel. Okay, spinning, slowing down. Oh, okay. And we have a winner this morning. Congratulations to Brayden from up in Queensland for winning the prize, which is our Heroes of the Bible wow, board congratulations, game. Congratulations, Brayden. And Fantastic. Th- and that means that, well, when we get up to Queensland next, we have to go and play the board game well, with him, Diddy. I don't know if you're signed up to that. Text us your address, Brayden, and we'll be there. We'll be there in a half. And bring out the grape juice. Lots of Patriti. Patriti. We'll bring the Patriti. You have the glasses ready. That's right. Oh, amazing. Hey, some of the answers for our quiz this morning it was Isaiah who was the 16 year old king who bu- built wells outside of Jerusalem yeah, fill in the blanks here who can find a virtuous woman for her rubies is, for her price sorry is far above rubies amen amen, amen have you found a virtuous woman oh absolutely absolutely a virtuous woman almost 30 years almost 30 years incredible. and you've met my wife so yeah. she's just an amazing oh, what a human gun. specimen just what? an amazing human specimen what a gun. In the parable, what did the servant whose debt had been forgiven go do? Uh, he he choked someone who owed him and demanded payment and threw him in jail. Dude, that's such After a- he had been forgiven, Ooh. like an insurmountable amount, he nailed a guy for owing him like a pittance in yeah. comparison. 
As Not even worth talking about. So terrible. Um, it was God who made it all grow. It was, you know, uh, Paul that planted. It was Paulos who watered, but God made the increase. That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 6. And finally, King Nebuchadnezzar was angry at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because they would not bow down and worship his statue. Mm. So, you know, and they stood for truth. Ultimately, they would not worship him. That's because right. they worshiped their creator God. Correct. And as a result, just amazing things happen. An amazing miracle where literally Jesus was standing with them in the fire. Mm. Hey, got a couple text messages here. Firstly from D, she writes, being an Adventist in the Orthodox part of Bosnia was countercultural. Oh, is that my friend D? Yeah, that's ah, right. D on the Central Coast. Yeah. So she's tuning in as well. Not eating pork, not spo- smoking, not drinking, not attending Orthodox Slava. <laughs> Let Denny explain. <laughs> explain. What is Orthodox Slava? Is it like the church there? or No, that's um, that's the, the days that are set aside for saints. Um, within the within the Orthodox and uh, communion, uh, sorry, you know, community of faith, and where mm-hmm. people come together and they just really let their head down, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of drinking and a lot of other things going on. So the saints, yeah. I guess, are forgotten at the end of the day because people <laughs> are just so intoxicated. So there's food, the festivities, people going and visiting, and so forth. It's it's just a big, it's a big, it's a big holiday. Yeah. Well, and then she says, and going to church on Saturday was so alien to the people at that time uh, that they. Would reject it without even trying to understand it. Yeah, well, you would. You would not. Not only was that alien, but you were looked down upon. And even in Macedonia, I can totally relate to what Dee yeah. is saying. There is, uh, you know, th- th- there is just so much anti-Sabbath uh, rhetoric, mm. and there are terms, and so you. You know, you would rather be a leper. You'd yeah. rather be a leper than to be called a Sabbath. But leper. obviously, people are still being one. Oh, absolutely! Because the Holy Spirit is at work. The incredible. Holy Spirit and the Word of God is powerful, more powerful than a two-edged sword. The Bible says so. That is why the Word of God and the Holy Spirit is able to cut through all of that um, baggage and all those hurdles. And uh, we also get a text message here. It says, Danny, good to hear you on your voice on the breakfast radio. Your old mate from Albury, and that's coming from George as oh, well. Oh, wow. Thanks, George. Good to hear from you, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, well, guys, fantastic. Thank you for your text. Thank you for playing the quiz. Congratulations to Braden on winning the board game, winning the prize. And, uh, yeah, Look, we, we're going to hang out over the weekend, you know, do our things, go to church. We've still got a segment coming up after this where we're still going to give you something, something away for free. I'm so gonna stay be tuned in after this song. We're going to do some plugs. But, but guys, thank you so much for participating this week in our quiz and, and writing in text messages as well. We've come to the end of our show this morning and I've got two things to do right now. First thing, I need to promote a giveaway that I want to give to you absolutely for free this morning. Mm-hmm. If you text in at 0491 and the other thing I want to do is get some information for you, Denny. But before we get into your information, Denny, hey, I've got a book here. It's called Planet Still in Rebellion by George E. Venderman. We want to give you this book absolutely for free. It's all about, hey, the state of our world, which is something we've been talking about earlier, the state of our world and the need that we have to know biblical truth, particularly because of the direction the world is going. If you want all kinds of information about that. 0491-064-669 is the number to text. If you text in with, and and if you're the first texter in to claim this book, we will give it to you for free. You don't need to know anything. You just have to be fast. So 0491-064-669. Text that number to win Planet Still in Rebellion. Denny, 
What's going on, man? All right, just a quick plug before that. Um, yeah, Dee's husband, Elvis, 50th birthday, not so long ago. Happy birthday, Elvis, if you're listening. Mm. Or Dee, please pass that on to my good mate, Elvis. Mm-hmm. We grew up together in Melbourne. Now, I've got, oh, a, amazing. I've, I've got a program um, called um, Prophecies of Hope for a Troubled World, and it starts this coming Saturday, 10 a.m. at the Terrelba Seventh-day Adventist Church, Spanish church, so I'm going to be there. It's going to be fantastic, and there's lunch to follow, and happens all again the following Saturday. And then Friday week, September 1, there is an amazing program at my church, Bullaroo. It's called An Amazing Future, as well as Restoring Your Health. Husband and wife combo. It's going to be fantastic. Bullaroo Seventh-day Adventist Church, September 1, Friday night, 7 p.m. Otherwise, this coming Saturday morning, at the Terrelba Spanish Seventh-day Adventist Church, 10 a.m. Be there. Be fed spiritually and physically. You will love it or your money back. If you need any information <laughs> about that, give us a text to 0491-064-669. Or Guys, go to discoverhope.life. That's right. You've been joining us on The Breakfast Show this morning. Have a fantastic weekend. And remember to talk faith, to live faith, and to act faith. And you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.